0: Hello loves, welcome to the Quest for the Crest podcast where we delve into all matters and conversations that change the narrative and shape our culture, lifestyle and day-to-day activities. Welcome back guys to the second episode of the podcast quest to the crest and today i have a special somebody as a guest my first guest who's my friend my homie an artist a creative an octano <laughs> dre what's up
1: wow i don't even know how to go from there like that. thank you <laughs> honor it's an honor it's an honor to be the first guest on your podcast so yeah love the name by the way it's really oh
0: dumb. oh somebody's already trying to get credit <laughs> <laughs> So we need, to give just them
1: say a
0: we need to give them a little bit of background <laughs> so i'll let you first introduce yourself and then okay. we can go from there yeah Okay, I Dre.
1: uh okay, um, so my real people call me dre, but um the common name is Ankara nairobi poet or Alexander, depending on um the business transaction we're having <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah, Ancan Nairobi poet goes to my and everything else um really alexander goes for um, filmmaking and all that so okay. yeah i consider i consider myself an artist so i write and i write a most um i think that's my forte writing i write a bunch of films songs um content but yeah so it's an okay. honor to be here in the podcast of a fellow writer. So, yeah.
0: so what do the ladies call you?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like a bunch. I'm like I'm like Diddy. I have like <laughs> a bunch of nicknames. So it depends on how they know me. <laughs> I wouldn't give up too many. I wouldn't give up too many monikers right now. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. And Mutua, who calls you Mutua?
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> First of all, the cook lady at high school. That's what. That's what she. That's what she used to call me.
0: <laughs> that, that's and, a little CBT. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. So basically, Dre is a. I'd call him an artist in terms of like is it rap as well rap singing
1: i, I and- i'm still trying to figure out a genre for my music but yeah it's, i guess it's just it's we can we can classify it as music
0: and he's also a poet you know ah. uh, he's a little bit mixed with his music and stuff like that
1: <laughs> i do try i do try i do try
0: and you're also vegan
1: I don't eat red meat, actually. <laughs> it's a very big deal. <laughs> you got to stop you, you, putting you, you, me you know,
0: why, you know You know why you can't stand on it right now? Because <laughs> this past weekend, someone was Uh nyama. Hmm? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so, Dre, we have to give them a bit of background about how we know each other. and okay. okay um so dre is my homie homie from a very long long time because you know now we're old as fuck um Mm -hmm. we joined uni when we were 19 right yep so i yeah so i can say we've known each other for a solid seven years we're about to hit like a decade so that's bomb let's start there and then so how me and dre met do you remember how we met Cause this is this is classic. (laughs)
1: Um, just a friend. It was a it was a classic. A friend of a friend, right? Ah, plus we lived in the same.
0: But let Dre, come on. So wait, disappointed.
1: Didn't watch first of all. You do you
0: you don't remember the occasion?
1: Oh, actually, actually, the first time actually actually met. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. But um it was at Loft. You were with your twin at that time.
0: Sally. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Um uh one of one of a really good homies um is still with us in one Rocky introduced us. Oh Rocky that is how we met.
0: that's my ex me, you rest in peace, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is actually how we met. And I was like, Yo, you guys are so alike.
0: Oh my god, I what? Okay, I think we have like different. You
1: have to spot that story.
0: I think you've probably told me this a couple of times, but we were probably yes. late. <laughs> uh, you would uh, the... for me, what's the most memorable is how I met Dre. I think I had just joined uni. And I think, was it the second semester? And it was my birthday. And then Mariam had, I think, no, Yaz had come from abroad. And I think she came with a swinger, right?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. The black label.
0: The black label swinger. Mm -hmm. And mind you, at this time, I was not drinking hard liquor. Yeah. Uh, So.
1: Apparently. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i saw like i was probably taking two sips and i'm like yeah okay mm-hmm. so i mean like your introduction to liquor like hard stuff is a swinger so i think dre was uh he's he was neighbors with one of my friends naremi um we're all living in the same uh apartment in uni so uh yeah, he was neighbors with Nairi, and I think was sleeping at Nairi's, and you you had also come through, and we started turning up, and that's when I blacked out, and you guys had to carry me to my room. <laughs> <Is> that sounds <something? laughs>
1: familiar. That's very familiar, but I'll let you continue the rest of the story because it was it got way more interesting <laughs> after.
0: <laughs> so I wake up the next morning, and I'm like i'm finding like sticky notes on my headboard and i'm just like i'm touching myself like okay okay i'm okay and i'm just like what the fuck happened (laughs) and i guess that was my introduction to jay like the second one and the rest is history (laughs) let's
1: leave it at that
0: (laughs) yes the rest is history so, but it was quite the um,
1: first
0: was... impression, yeah. <laughs> You think, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but I think, like, I mean, when I, when I wanted to start the podcast, you're one of the first people I talked to about it, and I floated the idea because I feel like my energy and Dries' energy we just vibe like really proper. And we just understand each other. So it was very easy to open up to him about it. I wasn't too sure about it. But, like, the minute I spoke to you, I was like, you're just giving me ideas, like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, okay, this is happening. And I remember asking Dre, like, okay, can you be, can we do this together? And he's like, yeah, for sure. So there was a bit of miscommunication. Because (laughs) I thought I had a (laughs) co-host.
1: just know it's only because of this time that i'm even like you know putting myself out there like this is like my first podcast so it's a it's a different it's a different it's a different um creative space i can say you know as opposed to writing and recording but hey for my day one i'm gonna do it it's all good
0: ah uh, yeah so i thought like we were gonna be co hosts and then Dre's like yo, so I thought you just wanted me to appear for an episode, nini, nini, and I guess he explained his reason. He has a, he had like a lot of projects, and I was just like, it's all right, I can take you for one episode, you know. <laughs>
1: hopefully more, hopefully more, hopefully more.
0: <laughs> and and of course more, yeah. and and finally here we are, and so we're actually recording this at eleven. Because mm-hmm. Dre's are nocturnal. It's,
1: it's been the things my we do for fun. a long time. It's been the longest time. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 it's, it's so hard for me to work when it's not at night. So.
0: Yeah, creatives, yes. you know, they're, they're different bunch. Exactly. So I think, like, we had a range of topics that we had initially wanted to talk about. But, like, um, this time we were like, okay, let's get into, you know certain topics that probably guys our age go through but they really don't have a discussion about it and i think it's toxicity right and for me i felt like toxicity or the word toxic was so famous and so overused in 2019 Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that was the word for 2019 toxic Mm -hmm. um and Also, for me, I think in 2019 is when I really came to fully understand um, what toxic really meant in different ways because I've experienced like toxic situations in the workplace, um, relationship as well, and social media. And it just made me feel like, you know, very alone, but then, like, the more I talk to people, the more I'm just like, fuck, like, we need to speak up and be more open about this shit and address it and, you know, find find better ways to basically deal with the situations or just, like, tackle them. Um, yeah, so I think that's what we're going to get into today on the podcast and as well, you know, we have something quite exciting at the end of the podcast but dre will get us into that later on but like (laughs) p.s it was dre's idea you're not
1: gonna throw me under the bus like that Uh, uh, uh.
0: yeah so yeah dre like let's get into it like where do you want to start with in terms of toxicity do you want to start with like the social media space relationships, workplace, where do you want to start?
1: Um, mm, I guess, which, um, whichever, um, I guess, maybe we'd start with, maybe, uh, workplace.
0: Workplace, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been, like, in a toxic workplace?
1: Um, mm, yeah, definitely, enough times enough mm-hmm. studio sessions um, you know, you'll end up being with um, artists who maybe might be on a completely different um, wavelength in terms of creativity, in terms of what they'd expect to get from the SAID project and yeah, you always like yeah. you come at loggerheads like, you know this song is about this, this is about this, what do you actually hope to achieve from this, so I feel like that's something that, really, like, like you know, don't. Um, whenever move forward with whatever project that we want to do, you never really understand the the toxic traits that might pop up here and there. So I always feel like um. For, for one to be able to get past that is to know your intention with everything like whatever it is that you need to do in terms of work why it is that you're doing what you're doing why is it that you're making music why is it that you're making fashion um you know designing graphic design whatever it is that you're doing I hope that more more people know why it is that they're actually doing what they're doing so you know you don't get caught up in that toxic um given and, give and, and also the
0: topic as well
1: yeah exactly uh maybe you can yeah. like you know i've never really I, I don't have much experience in the work in the office areas So maybe you can like, expand on that
0: yeah, I think what you've said to touch on what you said is whatever career path you choose you need to exactly um know your end goal or have a vision mm-hmm. and then be guided by intention so it's like a higher calling right and that will make you rise above the bullshit and not engage in the toxicity and you know, and probably even make you discern, like, okay, this is not about what I'm about, but, like, just rise above it and find a way to tackle, you know? But if you don't know what you're doing, you can just be thrown all over the place. Um, I think probably for corporate, it's much more different um, because I don't know if you guys get to experience this, but, like, corporate is very competitive. And Mm -hmm. I don't it's not like you get into the workplace and then it's just like, okay, go, may the best man win, or it's you're against this person. No, it's just basically how the way it's set up. Um, you know, you have targets, you have this, and then there's a lot of comparison, um, and stuff like that. So you for example, I was in marketing. You'd end up being in marketing, a place where you know it's supposed to be like a creative space where you exchange ideas. And, you know, come up with the best thing. But in my work setting, it was more of... It was so number-driven instead of goal-driven. That, like, it was about, like, who's going to hit this target? Who's going to hit this target? To a point where we never even used to discuss ideas or bounce ideas off each other. Because it's just like, if I give this person this idea, they'll definitely hit their target. And I won't. And I'll get the flak for it. So, just, like... Having bosses instead of leaders who pitch you against each other, especially when you're in a department, I find that very toxic. Instead of just individually encouraging each other and their strengths and just be like, okay, you do this, you do that, you do this. Um, That was one of the toxic traits. Another toxic trait in corporate or rather where I was working was um, lack of respect. Like, I can't handle, you know, someone cussing at me or shouting at me instead of, like, listening to me and reasoning with me. I can get, you can get upset and you can voice your opinion, but don't get nasty, don't get disrespectful as much as I'm your junior. Um, Don't belittle me and don't belittle my boss in front of me. You know, such, like, things. Um, Other toxic traits, I think, were, like, just having your superior like be very inappropriate with you um and when you try and probably shut them down then they frustrate you um I really battled with that and I was just like fuck this shit according to me I was just like this is not why I got into this this I'm not trying to become that person who does whatever it takes to win like I'm not going to compromise my value system just because I have to win or have to be on top of it. So, personally, for me, those are the kind of toxic traits that I experienced, and as well, just like being underpaid and overworked, that's very toxic. Um, I just feel like if you're bringing something to the table, then. You should be able to have bargaining power but like these days even when you enter especially if you enter as entry level it's very hard to get a raise and for me i'm just like why am i in an organization that's not going to grow me you want to grow the business at the expense of me so why am i here or what am i doing this for so this is some of the toxic traits that i came across and it really got me into such a bad lifestyle in terms of like just how I was eating, how I was drinking, and I couldn't even get sleep. I had anxiety all the time, especially when I was doing projects. I was just shutting down completely until one day, just like my mind was just like, I think it just hits uh rock bottom and then I was like okay um I can't function because I used to go to the office and for Shadri I'd have like two hours of productivity after that I can't focus I can't do anything just like anxiety sets in and then like when you have such long periods of anxiety or so many anxiety attacks then you start gets into depression just start leading a different lifestyle and I was just like being there for like I think three four years I was like this is not it this is not it I had a position where like it's proper like you know brand manager and of course you're exposed to this and that but like it's just a title with roles of course good roles but like you're just like, why does the pay not match the title and the amount of work I'm doing? So I find those are very toxic situations. And for me, I don't know if it's age, because at some point when I was young, I was thinking getting into uh what is it called? Into corporate, you know, this lifestyle of work hard, no rest, work hard, work hard, you know.
1: I think we're all built up on that.
0: Yeah, we had that mentality, yeah. but I don't know. I just feel like, I think the more I came, when I started forming my friendship with uh, my best friend, Naz, and I started realizing the importance of self-care and the importance of introspection and really, really living a quality life, I was like there has to be more than this. And I remember taking a trip with my girls and some of my friends and just having these long discussions. And then that's when I started being like, okay, I want more. I know I deserve more. I know I deserve a healthy environment. There has to be something better. So I feel like most of us know when we're in toxic work environments And if you are currently in a toxic work environment, what I would advise you is you need to take a step back, um, maybe even take leave and then reevaluate and really try and see like, what do you want for yourself and what are your goals? And can you be able to achieve those goals in that setting? Or do you need to transition to a different environment that appreciates you and celebrates you because you're at work like the majority of your time and it contributes a lot to your mental health to the quality of life that you have and Mm -hmm. dre i can tell you most people do work in toxic environments and don't realize it and the biggest um way to 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 reflect this is look at how kenyans drink during the weekend like it's insane (laughs) i know that
1: (laughs) you can't just tell
0: me it's just it's not just welding it's not just having a good time
1: defense mechanism yeah
0: that they're trying to escape some shit. and we're actually functioning alcoholics because I mean, work is stressing you so much, and you're just like, okay, let me just, like, I have this weekend to myself. Let me, like, drink the weekend away, and then you, it's Monday, you're probably hungry, then it seems cycle like, oh, over and over again. And really, are you living a quality life? You
1: know,
0: like...
1: I got it, I got it. Really? I literally wrote a song because of that, because I just feel like Kenyan's were. <laughs> Someone made a joke that I'm a weak man and I made it into a track like every single day I'm drinking because I'm a weak man. You get it. And it's it's like a common occurrence because a lot of people are on that defense mechanism because maybe in terms of like entertainment, like as, as you put it, um, respect. respect is such a big thing. But yeah. with entertainment, there's this thing called clout. And it's really like prevalent right now. So you can you could have like the least amount of talent or experience in whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you have clout yeah. and you have you have a bigger negotiation, like you have a bigger say in how you move, and you find people in the same, um, like as you're saying, you know, just taking um, belittlement, disrespect. From someone who you know that has, you know, they could not do anything that you could do, and that's only the yeah. cloud. And people, people um, put themselves in that situation, and they keep telling themselves that um one day this is going to make, one day this is going to make sense. You know, all the belittlement, all the, you know, I saw something on Twitter about struggle Olympics, and it was like how. We've really been brought up with that mentality that we have to go through struggle Olympics in order to get that gold medal, and that's mm. not always that's not always the case, you know. And once it dawns on you that you might not get that gold medal, then you end up, you end up um, lashing out, in because you know people have gone through yeah. disrespect and beliefment for years, you know some people have even gone through decades. Yeah expecting that it will always pan out, but that's not always the case. So I'll just take it back to my original statement. You need to know your intention. You know, if you if you want to make, you know, you need to there's certain ways that you know you know that okay, I have no say right now. So I'm gonna just, you know, peep, I'ma just peep it and you know, keep it keep it silent and, you know, air my grievances some other time. But there are also sometimes that you know that you know you don't deserve you don't you don't deserve the type of treatment that other people will put you through, so that you feel like you need to get to where you need to be. So true. You know, it's just I think that that just don't. Don't have to, don't feel like you have to go through the worst struggle Olympics to get to where you're at. You know, you can actually have a pleasant experience in getting, in making your dreams come true. If you just have the good intentions, if you know your intentions, if you know your purpose, if you know all that you have to do to get to that point, then I think it makes it easier for you to, you know, deviate from situations that would would put you in that state.
0: Yes. You see the company I keep, guys? (laughs) Dre, thank Um, you. Yes, that's like some powerful stuff you just said there.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now that you're speaking about clout, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I just want to talk about social media. Yeah.
1: Yeah that like thing right now
0: my god like i personally i enjoy social media and i enjoy my small little cocoon but there's and like i love engaging with content um you know that i vibe with but mostly content that just like uplifts people encourages people or just like changes the narrative And maybe other people feel differently about, you know, the kind of content they want to consume. But like, all of a sudden, I just feel like social media can be toxic, like, and we're so addicted to our phones, and we're so addicted to social media, and we're so addicted to the kind of content that's being put up there, not knowing that. Every time we consume that content, we are slowly and surely just accepting certain, you know, narratives that we probably didn't even agree with. But with time, you're just like, but isn't that normal? But doesn't, and you do this, but doesn't, you know. And I feel like it's made us so superficial as human beings and shallow If I may say, it's robbed us of quality time. It's robbed us of getting, you know, introspective with ourselves. It's contributed to a lot of depression that's going on because guys are showing their highlight reel on the (laughs) gram, (laughs) on TikTok. And for me, I feel the most toxic place is Twitter. Because that's where you have the number one bullies. <laughs> How do you feel about social media, Jay? Um, I
1: okay. Um, I feel like um, social media is the best. The basic definition of a drug. Like mm. if you if you search any most of it most of the nini um the most common whichever it is you'll always find the most, they'll bring up the most negative, um, the negative effects of it, which is yeah. most likely the, the reason why a drug is a drug. It's because it's addictive. And once anyone gets yeah. too addicted to that, then there's nothing that excessiveness is not, you know, excessiveness is naturally brings negativity. Anything that you True. most, at least most, most of the stuff that you put in cells, yeah, and I feel like that's the approach that um the powers that be, <laughs> the powers that be that, <laughs> that made um that set up the the system that we that we have right now or social media, they knew that, and the yeah. best part about it it's like any cosmetics or any pharmaceutical you know, and they'll tell you it's because it's legal. And it's 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 socially approved, you know. And you keep every, coming back for more. Exactly. Every kid has it. It's not like liquor or, you know, heroin even. You know, it's socially <laughs> approved. So that gives it even a more dangerous um, appeal to it because anybody can just whip out Instagram, Twitter, even a five-year-old could whip out, like, Instagram, Twitter. That's, that's, that's the norm now. So anything that yeah. we see that we've, especially us millennials, you know, guys who were born in the 90s, you know, um, it's really <laughs> something that really defined not just our childhood, but when our childhood was the most impressionable. Like, I know I started using Facebook when I was about 14. Maybe.
0: Yeah, when you used to send those messages to the shuri, exactly. I remember I used to send like <laughs> it was long, far so my heart out.
1: <laughs> exactly, it was so simple then, and it was because it was connecting us to people that would never have the chance. Like, you never knew that you could get that same access to someone's life. That, you know, yeah. and the thing about humanity is we're very we're a very obsessive Uh, We're a very obsessive species. We get obsessed with each other too much. You know, whether it's how this guy dresses or how she looks, how he lives, what she does, we get too obsessed. Mm -hmm. So social media just gave us that appeal and access to people's lives that we never knew that we could get that much access to someone. Like I never knew I'd ever have access to know what my crush. Is eating at this very moment, what she's drinking, who she's chilling with, (laughs) all that. So you can imagine how that has an effect on a young impressionable mind. Yeah. More that, but the thing is with that comparison, it's always like, Oh, this is how they're living, this is not how I'm living. So, um it's it's a it's a very delicate um topic, but I just feel like Really need to have a good sense of self. Um, one of the big mm-hmm. things this year has been being self aware. And I'm glad that, you know, all the, everything that happened this year just built up to that point of me being more self aware. So, True. if anything, if there's any point across that I want to put out know this whole podcast, is just be self aware. Be be aware of the things that trigger you be of the be aware of the things that make you smile make you excited because once you know that then it's way much easier to you know work in an environment like social media because you'll know ah, oh, the reason why i'm hating on this person you know the minute we just you know have you ever noticed that it's so much easier to hate on social media like it's it's Ew. almost it's almost like second nature. The minute you just put up your newsfeed, you're like, oh, 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 he's drinking that. Oh, bro, that's all what you're drinking every single day though. You know, you'll see someone <laughs> you'll be like, Oh, ah, you're looking good, but you don't really look like that, you know, in real life.
0: Oh, day.
1: Exactly. You know, <laughs> you just movies. And then behind.
0: there's the day face.
1: Exactly. You just see someone, be like, "Oh, bro, I see you stunting, but I know that's not your car, bro. You know, like I know that's not where you live. You know, like it's so much easier to hate on social media because yeah. it's like it's it's becoming conditioned. It's because of that comparison. But once you have like good sense of self, you know that All right, geez, I, it is me. Mean, I'm doing this for this. I'm doing this for this. I know what triggers me because a lot of the times there's this thing called projection." Like <laughs> you know, if you know what projection is, then you understand a lot about yourself. You know what triggers you. A lot of the times, you get triggered by these things because we secretly want to be able to do that as well. So it's like, a, it's yeah. like, it's like reverse psychology. So just at advice, just self awareness.
0: Know self, know thyself, guys.
1: That's, that's like the biggest hack to. That's the biggest act to social media, to me. Just know yourself.
0: And the amount of followers and likes is does not result or equate to your worth as a person. let exactly. understand that.
1: Because I don't need to, to be to be able to feel like I deserve this. I don't need to have. Yeah. I don't need to post like non-significant or non-existent even. We've seen people who've been faking until they're making it, but these days it just seems like it's just faking it, to leaving it. You know what I'm saying? Like people are not even faking it to make it anymore; they're just faking it. Just to and get
0: people that and people are actually not leaving. Like
1: yeah,
0: let's go for biking at Karura. The whole time you're snapping it, or let's go for brunch the whole time you're snapping it. Let's I don't know like. Let's travel. You know, we're not really experiencing. You know, we're not present really, and we're not really experiencing and appreciating the moment. We're just like, okay, let me just be able to carry my camera and you know, post this and that. And it's just, it's, it's a terrible cycle. Trying to,
1: it's a sad state of affairs.
0: Yeah, and. You know, trying to please probably people you don't know and people who probably don't care. You know, so and I don't know if you saw this. Um, how can I put it? This video. Uh, by this uh celebrity, from Taska Project Fame, he's called Alan Love or something.
1: Mm, I've, I've I've not yet been um, privy to that. Uh. Video, but... I
0: know, <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> no i'm not i was actually working the whole day so you know i'm trying to keep it a minimal i really like the minute i walk into twitter like i just see either someone is getting roasted or someone is getting like uplifted in another in another sense and yeah because of that people are hating on them so it's 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 difficult it's difficult but please please share what, what happened
0: so um he's a celebrity and he's recently he used to be a tasca project fame like star and then now he's a celebrity and uh on tiktok for his famous videos but then like the other day he's he came out and he was being real with guys and he's like yo so i've been struggling i haven't paid rent for this amount of times and my landlord felt a certain type of way, so he locked me out of the house. And it was, uh, he was getting home close to like the curfew, so he called up his friends. And of course, his friends are like, "Hey, yo, sorry, bro. Like, I'm also going through my own shit, ni And the one person he called and was like, "Yo, explain the situation." Is like, "I wanna pull up." They're like, "Yeah, I pull up." And then when he gets there, that person actually told the guard when he gets there, don't let him in. Mind you, he got there at nine thirty, and that's past curfew. Damn. And I think it really hit him hard and he was like, okay, it's 9.30, what am I going to do? So he spoke to the guard and the guard, you know, somebody who doesn't even know him, a stranger, was just, like, offered him somewhere to sleep. And I think that hit him hard and he decided to just, like, come out and speak on it. And, you know, just, like, just because you have an... Amount of followers or whatever just doesn't mean it's converting, and as well, like we need to be real with ourselves and just like wait,
1: wait, wait. So the, so, the homie who invited him invited him knowing that he was not gonna pull up, like he was not gonna, yeah,
0: see
1: him. yeah man. This guy is man, cruelty is like the currency, this day. it's
0: man, it's just like. Where is the human decency and what is friendship these days? You know, like and that's what I'm saying, it's so surface or
1: and but you find it's actually the know, people closest to you.
0: Exactly. So as you know yourself, when you get to know yourself, you'll also be able to know the people around you and know who's who and who's not.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like don't attach your worth. To those people, or to the numbers, or whatever you know, just keep on doing your thing, and loving you and knowing yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, you can be left high and dry.
1: That's true, man. You know, like she, she like drop like a bomb or something, like a like a like a highlight or of... I don't know yes. how call it, but yeah, um, that's actually what I was talking about, like one of my upcoming projects. It's actually called. It's a sad state of affairs, because I just feel like right now in every single um in every single, okay, I'd say department, but I mean like every single sector, every single industry. It's a sad state of affairs right yeah. now because everyone is just trying to one up the each other rather than building each other. And one song is called, you know, um, cruelty is a currency and it's so sad how you see that in every single every whether it's in yeah. family whether it's in your closest homies to social media so that just makes it such a sad state of affairs because it's like who can you trust you can't trust your own family you can't trust your closest friends you can't trust your social media friends who can you trust yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to know thyself.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: It's a sad state of affairs. It's really it's
0: sad. It's sad. It's yeah. We just need to do better as humans, and I hope like this pandemic just really made people sit back and really reevaluate, you know, the quality of life that they're living, and just really think about, you know it in terms of humanity and about you know your next neighbor your next brother or just checking up on this person you know i hope i hope it i hope it brought some perspective to people
1: i feel like it just um extinct like but not extinguished it um like brought up the fire like more it's a opposite of it like ignited yeah it's like literally ignited every single person's like negativity like I'm just seeing some like wild stuff day by day by day. And I'm just like, you know, I can't even get mad anymore. because I just feel like people actually got to the breaking point. So they're just yeah. lashing out at this point, but it's really dope if you can have that mentality of using this time to sit down, relax, um, think about, you know, self-awareness, intention. Every single Mm. energy that you put into this world, you know, this is, I felt like this was a good time for us to relax. But also, like, you know, it's it's yin and yang. Where there's this energy, there's an opposing energy. So some people took this time to, you know, like ignite all the insecurities that. All the negativity that they had and people are just you know because they don't have that coping mechanisms I and mean, they don't have the coping mechanisms that they had before. You no, know, you can't just turn up with your homies or get drunk with someone or facts.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to sit with yourself and be like, yo, what's up? Why are you toxic? <laughs> you might even be the one who's toxic. Why are you toxic? Why are you I feel people? Like that. Like- <laughs>
1: I've I I'm, I I'm I felt like I was really toxic as hell Like what? No, no, no. I don't even know how I
0: like that. why you do this, Dre? <laughs> <laughs> must be your alter ego. <laughs> yeah,
1: trust. But I, I'm glad that I got I got like awareness of it. At least now I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like I'm perfect or but at least I'm aware of my like faults, so that makes it much better for me to carry on because i think i'm a bit more gentle with myself i'm a bit more mm. you know i mean but i'm a bit more delicate with my psyche to know that you know you it's allowed for you to have like you know feelings of hatred and you know, jealousy you know but don't mm. don't don't act on that because you know, and don't project exactly don't project like it's okay to get triggered by this and this and that and that. And it's okay for you to want to act upon that, but it's not always the best decision to act upon it. And if you do act, then choose the most um productive and positive way to do it. Because that's the only way that you can I believe in karma. <laughs> I don't know if I'm those two woke people, but I really I sincerely believe in karma. Like mm-hmm. She's the balancer of everything. So I feel like even just whatever's happening this year, this is our karma. Like karma has a way of balancing out everything.
0: That's so true. Yeah. So, Dre, you Mm -hmm. refuse to tell us what the honeys call you. I guess it's a it's a it's the first
1: um. It's the first. It's the first one. We'll have like a we'll have like a, a l- late night session, <laughs> and then we'll discuss yeah, all that.
0: We we'll talk about the grown up stuff. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you been in a toxic relationship? And who was toxic? Was it you? Was it her? You know, it's
1: bad because. I've never not been <laughs> in a toxic. <laughs> relationship. I don't think I've been in a healthy relationship all my entire life, like ever.
0: there's good love out there, by the way. Let me just. I know. Give
1: you hope. I know, but mm. that's how that's how bad my toxicity was, because I was not trying to get any of that. Because, like, to me, at <laughs> this point, it became like it, like that was what I compared like true love to. You know, like if she's obsessing. not getting like obsessive jealous then like how do i know that mm. she loves me you know like if she's not trying to kill me then how do i know that you love me you know <laughs> like that makes sense i can't have uh, that you know it's like that eddie griffin joke not where... me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like that eddie griffin joke like who she wants to who wants a wife would be like, oh baby, how was your day? it's like we weren't like, you know, where the hell were you at? What? Who was? <laughs> like that is that that's my definition of like um, a stable relationship, which is really sad. But as as I, as I said, this year has been like the biggest lesson for being self-aware. So I'm trying to work through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so ladies, um just give Dre a couple of months to heal and work within himself.
1: Or if He'll you wanna heal together, a... if you wanna heal together, we can do that.
0: No, I don't advocate for that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't advise. Being that done that, you don't heal. You project <laughs> you <can> heal. <laughs>
1: So weird. It's so weird if, like, I don't have like, a possessive, like, uh, you know, like, I don't have a possessive girlfriend. And it's just, it's like my self worth is like, you need to, you need to be crazy over me, like, not like okay. a good one.
0: <laughs> but that, that now is the root of your problem. So that's something you need to figure out. Like, why do you feel the need for, that kind of attachment or why do you feel that that's what love is for you you know yeah,
1: that's true that's true you know baby steps
0: i think we've just had we've had a therapy session you're welcome Dre. You
1: for sure for sure <laughs> thank you thank you
0: <laughs> and i just want to put it out there that love doesn't mean that you have to suffer at first like yeah Lazima, you can have good, good love. And I think you get to experience this when you know yourself and you set healthy boundaries, even with your spouse. And, you know, you keep on having these conversations as you go. But um, that other shit, it's not working. It's for the
1: birds. It's for the birds.
0: Exactly. And... (laughs) In 2020, we ain't doing toxic men, we ain't doing fuckboys, we ain't doing none of that shit. We are going for the good guys.
1: <laughs> so what's like the female the like, what's what's like <laughs> the equivalent of that? Because <laughs> like <laughs> of what to- Yeah.
0: I think um as well, like you said, I think also like maybe the bellas or the chicks you're engaging with are toxic because also somebody who's very like possessive, someone who's insecure, and
1: you, you see, know, but like you're
0: always doing that, something.
1: That that exact that exact phrase, like that's what I'm saying. Like we don't have a we don't have a word for women who are like that. We have a word for guys who are like. Oh. But we don't
0: have, like, like, like
1: a common phrase. Exactly. So I think that in itself is toxic. Because it's, like,
0: it's allowed.
1: It is. But I think to be toxic. But once a guy does it, then all of a sudden gets shamed. Like, yo, deadbeat, all that, all that. But, like, what about the Mm -hmm. actual toxic women who actually made us like that?
0: And that's the thing. Like, and that's why I'm, like, we need to change the narrative. Because the narrative for a very long time has been, like, This is what men have done. But anyway, you need to get a bit of that flack because your rep out here for a while has just been mad bad and (laughs) broken a lot of women. (laughs) And you see, now that's the thing. When you break these women, they become 10 times worse. Like anything a man can do, a woman can do better. So I don't even, let me give you an example. Have you ever tried to be petty with your babe?
1: Yeah, that that never worked out. I learned that the hard way.
0: Like a babe can be petty, petty in ways that I never so, thought she could. Exactly, and so let me give you a scenario. Like you're dating a good girl, and yeah. let's say you're, you're probably not. Let's say you're toxic a bit. You chase a chase a like this. And then she finds out, she manipulate her, and the cycle continues. Like, you keep on manipulating her and stuff like that. Until a point where she reaches her breaking point and she's just like, fuck love. Like, this shit doesn't exist. So you've created a monster. So this chick has decided she's going to go to the streets <laughs> and fuck shit up. And sometimes in the process, what does she do? She also breaks good man right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the cycle continues so i think that's what's been happening in nairobi because in nairobi everybody has shared everybody basically Mm -hmm. so i think that's what's been happening in nairobi like just a toxic cycle like we're so broken and even these situationships and all these things are having like it's so toxic it's just going around and (sighs) It's just like the new norm. But, like, I hope COVID has done something better for you. I hope it's made you realize that uh, there's more to a mommy (laughs) Mm -hmm. than going out and turning up and just fun times. Like, you actually need a solid partner. And you need a partner who's, as well, like you said, self-aware and intentional. And if not, somebody who's willing to heal to be a better partner for you and vice versa. I mean, for me, I basically just want to say you deserve the best. So don't settle. If if you're striving to have a good career, good health and all this, don't settle in these other regards. Like also strive to have like great relationships and don't as well stay in in a situation because you've dated for so long. If something has come to an end drastically or just naturally, just let it be. Because I also feel like when you force issues, you also become toxic because then again you start projecting.
1: Yeah. So,
0: like, it's also <clears throat> understanding that, like, you know, people are here to be experienced, not to be owned. So, you know, enjoy yeah, them yeah. while you can. Mm-hmm. That's that's for you, and... good. company, Dre. Good company. Uh...
1: What? What, <laughs> you, what about you? Like, what have your, you been in like a toxic relationship, and who was a toxic person, or did you contribute to the toxicity? I
0: feel like I feel like I've had very good boyfriends. Let me just put it out there. Like, of course, things didn't work out, but like i can see i've had very good boyfriends ever since like i was in you know I i started having boyfriends it was probably in primary or whatever mm-hmm. but then when i don't know like the past few years you know i i came to date certain people who um had issues and were not right within and were very toxic um, in terms of, like, they weren't good with communication as much as they knew how much I valued it. Um, they were very inconsistent with their actions and stuff like that. And, of course, there was a lot of cheating and all that. So I felt that I developed a defense mechanism where, like, I, I also have parts of me that are not healed. Like, I do have abandonment issues, I can say that. And every time I feel like a relationship is going sour or it's going left, I always have, not always, most times, a backup plan, a transition.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. The heartbreak.
1: I think every girl does that though. I think every.
0: And that's a toxic trait, right? Because you're not feeling, you're carrying the baggage you had to this one, and you might even find like a proper guy, then you start projecting that shit onto this person, and they're just like, why? You know? And that's why I'm saying the cycle continues. If you don't heal, then the cycle continues with every person that you interact. And that's why, like, you know, for me, I I was like, let me just sit back and just, like, really analyze, like, fine, I've dated toxic men, but there's something within me that attracts that, right? Like, this need for always trying to save someone or... Yeah, basically save someone or heal someone or whatever, you know, so that we can stay together to avoid the issue of abandonment. So maybe there's a part of me or some energy that was attracting it. So I had to also sit back and be like, OK, maybe you have some parts view that you haven't healed. And accountability. COVID just really. Made me, yeah. And COVID just made me like I had like moments where I was just like battling with myself. But you know, I just accepted that these are my flaws and this is who I am. And I was just like, I want to do better and be better. And I feel like the struggle that I went through, especially during my birthday when I was just turning a new age and I felt like I'd gone through so much, I feel like it was necessary because now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm so focused on my healing and I'm just like, I want, like you said, it's about intention. I want the best intentions. And I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to project anything on anyone because I've gone through it. And I don't... I don't feel like if I sh- if I love you, I should be able to hurt you in such a way, you know, or just leave you damaged. Nah, nah, nah. I need to do better. So I also have, like, such toxic traits, like abandonment issues, so... In a relationship, I can tend to be very clingy and sometimes isolate myself from my friends. So they always know when I'm in a relationship, they're like, oh, I haven't heard from Charlie. So just trying to be able to be my own independent person from this other person. Yeah, I guess.
1: Have you ever been so, to know, be like a best friend?
0: Yeah, I've had so many male best friends and they have all been platonic and No now I the...
1: mean now I mean like in the intimate type of relationship. Like have you ever tried to actually be a best friend to the person that you're intimate with?
0: I feel like I am. I feel like and that's why I can still talk to my exes, even though they were toxic or they did some some fucked up shit. I I genuinely formed a friendship where to this point I can be able to be like, hey, how are you doing? Or check up on them or whatever. Or even just like find a way to forgive them because that's the thing. I formed a friendship with them. But I believe there are certain aspects that couldn't work in that relationship or, you know, that just damaged it. So I think the... I'm very good at forming connections and forming very solid ones in terms of friendship and everything. But like, I think the unhealed parts mess it up.
1: Mm. I yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like the <clears throat> the angle is accountability. Like, there's no need, because everyone will just tell you, like, oh man, Nairobi has so many. Like, like, there's no girl who's wife material. Everyone will tell you, um, you know, every guy is a fuckboy in Nairobi. Like accountability. Like if you are accountable for your toxicness, then I feel like that's the first step. And once you have that, then it's so much easier, especially if you communicate with the next person that you're you know, you're choosing to be, you know, um, you don't have to open up like completely, but you know, just be more open about like don't be too stigmatized about um acknowledging that you've gone through trauma true and also don't use it and also don't use it as like um like a clout thing because everyone is trying to say that they've gone through enough trauma this day is like that's the thing so it should be less about the clout but actually about the willingness to actually develop genuine bonds Mm -hmm. with someone whichever type of relationship it is whether it's friendship whether it's um significant other whether it's um workmate classmate whatever it is just be open about hello platform. Dre. oh yeah sorry yeah
0: yeah jay mm-hmm. i think uh, i don't know if the i don't know if it was fluctuating i couldn't hear you a bit
1: uh uh yeah but what i was saying was um just uh be open about all the trauma that you've gone through whether it's um friendship wise whether it's um intimacy whether it's about um work work whatever relationship whatever level of relationship that you're going through you don't have to open up completely you don't have to like use them as a therapist but just be open about the fact that you know i've gone through this so you know I want to do better at this and this and this. I know that I'm flawed in this this way and this way. But yeah, I'm working on it.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree. And cheers to us, Dre, to healing and just being self-aware and just be like, you know, we need to do better and just be better people for ourselves and for others. Like, it takes a lot to just do that, you know? True. So I wish most of you... No, I actually wish all of you healing. And I wish you more than that self-awareness to know how to maneuver through it. Because it's not always pretty. It's not an easy journey, but, you know...
1: Likewise, likewise, likewise. I wish to you all the healing that you need to get Mm -hmm. to where you want to be, where you need to be.
0: Yeah. So... When we were discussing with Dre, we wanted to talk about something. And I think, Dre, we've gone, and I'm so excited. Like, this is the kind of podcast I want. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think uh, an hour deep yeah. <laughs> into it. And um, I just wanted to, you know, end this on a light note. You know, I know sometimes talking about toxicity and everything can be heavy. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, there's always a way to manoeuvre through it and, you know, I hope this podcast has helped you in one way or the other, but like I now, it because it's, yeah, it's, it's 11.48, it's adult time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, there's something I, me and Ray really wanted to talk about and it's, do you want to introduce no, it, you, Ray? You, you, you do that. I think that. you do that. Why are you being shy? Like, come on now.
1: <laughs> it's an artist in me. I, it's...
0: <laughs> this is how you're going to be in interviews. This is You know how they answer.
1: Exactly. You just go round. <laughs> <the east. laughs> At least I'm being real. At least I'm being real.
0: <laughs> so, Dre, why did you break up with Cleopatra? well you see like she's different i'm different <laughs> you know how it is and, you know. <laughs> first of all i think i've watched enough of you.
1: <laughs> i feel like there's a common misconception with um love <laughs> love ballads i think when artists make mm. when make when artists make art yeah it didn't even have to yeah. be like specifically um, about a certain someone. It could just be like small, like small inspirations about here and there and here and there. So, like I don't know, maybe it's because of the ego in me. I would never want to like put like a girl in that type of pedestal to make her think that she inspired like a whole album. So I say like <laughs> the the it was inspired by a group of women. That's not to say that I'm a player or anything of the sort. It's just
0: he's healing women, guys. He's women changing. are my news.
1: so you, you know, use that as a as a creative as a creative canvas. So to say,
0: mm. and you feel like. When you use women as a muse, you empower them.
1: Yeah, like mostly it's mostly it's for, right? for self therapy.
0: <clears throat>
1: but at yeah. the same time, if I can if I can do self therapy and at the same time uplift the woman, it doesn't matter if she hurt me in this sort of way or that. But you know, just just to acknowledge that you hurt me in that way, I feel like that's uplifting, because. You know, I'll never mm. be the one to say that, oh, it hurts me this way or this or that. You know, it's always just to, um, you know, it's like working through the pain rather than just like going through okay. like head on, you know, just working through it. And okay. I think that's, that's, at least that's how I try to cope with trauma. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So Dre, let's not dance in the issue. I want you to introduce our... Late night topic that's about to that's gonna wrap up this and okay yeah, since since it.
1: you're gonna put me on the spot like that I <laughs> am going to choose <laughs> to put like that because this was like a common thing and it was like a common conversation that we had and I was just you know we're just yeah. talking about how women tend to be more um, open with uh. Um, uh, expression of um, you know, the intimate uh, side of a relationship, and you know, just the whole topic of um, things like uh, maybe let's say sex toys. Uh, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's it's just a crazy thing.
0: There, you said it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
1: You know, it's a crazy thing. Um, um, how do I even say this now? <laughs> yeah. Um, guys are not. It's
0: a free space. Yeah,
1: guys okay. are not used to that. You know, it's like um, no one really talks about that. I don't know. That's maybe now I'm asking you for your perspective. Like, do you and your friends usually just talk about like, oh, you know, when you know when me and him link up, I'm I'm pull out the whatever it is that you're <laughs> like you know like guys never have that conversation for you know I pulled out that shit, no, I pulled out that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you never have that conversation <laughs> so um yeah uh, <laughs> maybe you can take it for you can take it take it, take it from the league.
0: okay um to be honest Jay, I um so green to this other side, like very, very green to the point I have never had one. I have never had a sex toy ever in my life. And I.
1: So, wait, let me just, anyone, just like, but... just um, piece, like, I hope I'm not getting too personal or anything, but like, even when you're like, you know, getting happy, like, none at all.
0: Sorry, even when I'm.
1: When you're. <clears throat> Uh, uh, Uplifting your spirits, let's say. Let's call it uplifting your spirits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because I was given two hands. Okay. With very two active fingers. <laughs> okay. And that always does a job. Okay, you know. And it's so funny because um I did a long-distance relationship for one and a half years. So you'd expect me to have like that whole shabang and just like you know pull it out but no like for me I think I think everyone views sex differently but for me personally I feel like it's a very for me it's very intimate it's very emotional for me and you know it's all about exchanging energy um that's how I feel and, you know, I love the booty-to-booty, skin-to-skin type of thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I personally feel like when... If I would use those toys, it would feel very impersonal. So it all depends on how you, I think, tend to view sex and what you're trying to get out of it or whatever. But I personally um, have never used one. And my friends have never used one, but I know a friend who's a guy, who knows a friend who's a girl, who like has the whole shebang um, and makes money out of it, because, you know, like, I think you can even have like a remote control, you know, wherever you are, so she has like the whole set, and, you know, she's, she's actually making like big bucks from it, like, a lot of money from it, so... I don't know, it's just about, like, how you want to use it. Like, maybe it empowers a woman because sometimes men can be able to make a woman climax the way a machine does, and maybe that's what a woman is looking for, and there's no shame in that. So, I don't know. I think it's for very different reasons. Like, maybe you just want to try different Things or you wanna you know experience a different side, so you know it could also be that. So I can't really speak on it in depth because i have not really experienced it, but that's my assumption. And I think if Ashori pulls up with something like that, I don't think you should instantly assume like, "Yo, am I not pleasing you?" Like, I think
1: I think that's like the big. You should thing. have a.
0: Yeah, you should have a conversation about it because even you as a shooter, probably you should be dropping hints and those hints should be very strong, either like, is it that he he needs to improve his sex game or is it that you want to try, try something different so he can know different areas because sometimes you can just show up and pull up and surprise a guy and he's like, yo what's up he gets mad defensive and just kills the mood so i just think just like be having conversations and drop heavy hints <laughs> if you want to be freaky and there is no shame in being freaky you know
1: we have no shame but i think that, like that's a major like um issue with guys because it's like <laughs> like i are good like without anything like even just your thoughts like you know can take us to where we need to be so
0: it's the power
1: yeah <laughs> you know so us it's never like you know us like we literally do not need any like contraption or anything you know for us to get to that point mm-hmm. so i think when like when a shorty like um say some shit like you no know, I, I guess it's different between like the level of which she wants to get there. But I feel like any 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 guy guy's not used to that to be like, why do you need all this? Like why do you need me to use like this or this for you? Because it's like, you know, as a man, you'd expect yeah. to be way more enough. You know, like we feel like the world the world yeah. is already telling us that we need to be this rich or this, we need to be this tall. We need to be we need yeah. to look this way. We need to have a beard like this. We need to have So when it's like the most (laughs) intimate thing, yeah, when it's like the most intimate thing, and you're like, oh, like, do you mind using this? It's like, whoa, then like, I'm not enough. So I think that's why it's really shunned upon, um, between guys, that is. But you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's. I (laughs) think now that you said it,
0: I. It's for guys. It's more of an ego thing, right? Because first thing that would happen is like, am I not enough? You get what I'm saying? And what happens like when probably your partners are just like, can we have a threesome? You're like, okay, am I not enough? You know, sometimes chicks feel that way when the nigga brings it up. Um, but, and that's why I said that it's important to ha- communicate. Yeah, true. Right? On, and, and like, you know, don't be defensive. That shouldn't be the first thing. Like, just try and understand, okay, this is different. So what's up? You know, like, first listen to her. Maybe she's just trying to be freaky for you or try and bring something different and, you know, spice things up as opposed to saying that, you know, the mandem down there doesn't work. (laughs) So it's, and, you know, like, and that's why I keep on even saying, like, And if you're having sex, it's such an intimate thing, whether you like it or not. And I feel like we need to be having conversations about it, like, you know, as you go forward, because sometimes you can even lose interest in your partner. Or, you know, you can want something and your partner is not giving it to you. And because of lack of communication, you go and find it somewhere else. Whereas, you could have communicated and gotten your freak on. And, you know, there wouldn't have been any of that kind of issues. So, like, if something is intimate, then there has to be, like, communication. And people are always evolving and you always feeling indifferent. So, the first thing to do is Communicate before you get defensive try and understand why
1: i guess the same
0: and maybe that's also it's a thing for the patriarchy like maybe you have like some toxic traits where you know you're not exactly like you said. like the world has all these expectations of you where you probably feel like you're not good enough or whatever so when somebody wants to pull up something like that um, in the bedroom, the first thing you do is get defensive because of how your mindset is. So maybe that's also something you need to recheck and probably talk to your boys at the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I think, I think like with guys, it's like, as I said, it's like, I think it's different. Like when you tell, like it's mm. a different thing. Like if you whip out, like if you whip out something, um, if you whip out like whatever your toy is, yeah. And it's different, like, if mm. you're whipping out, like, a like a whip, you know, because it's like, oh, I have to, like, you know, I have to make you, like, you know, like, that's when the sadism, you know, the massive, massive um things start playing out, mm-hmm. like, someone who um, gets pleasure in the pain that they inflict on someone else. Yeah. But then there's a certain level that you can bring out, you can whip out something else, and it's like, um, okay, so I was not, like, good enough, like, damn. You know I, I i guess it's the same way that you said like if i was to ask you like do you mind bringing a friend like you know for like a threesome or whatever mm-hmm. you know that could be like has anyone ever like approached you in that sense like can you do you mind like you know that friend like, have you ever had that conversation
0: where someone is like can you bring a yeah. friend no, but, like, I, I, I've I, joked about it. Like, you know, you should bring someone, you know. Because I just, just want to see, like, where this person's head is at and if they'd be open to such things. Just to know how they are sexually. Are they open? Are they a bit guarded? Are, like, are there certain things, like, I need to, you know, bring out? or then that's what I say it's like a conversation. Like, you need to have these conversations or else... Like, it's just going (laughs) to immediately kill. Like, you should be open. Like, women want to experience various things. We are now empowered, you know? Like, so don't immediately go defensive. And I get what you're saying, Ray. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Just have a conversation. You don't have to be defensive. And you might even enjoy it. And it might bring out a different side of you. So actually, my point is be open as well. Yeah,
1: true, but it's like be open. You know, it's like okay, let's say like when you joked about it, like what, like who are you proposing? Like were you proposing your friend or like someone? Like were you proposing a dude or a or a like chick? Were you proposing like a, a dude? A dude.
0: A dude.
1: You see that? You see love? Oh, like you will know, never... I don't know any. I don't... Proposing a... Hello?
0: I was I was proposing a ah, chick
1: Okay. 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 Yeah, and then um okay, I guess that's 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 uh that's a mind game right there. You know, that's like a trick, that's some treachery. <laughs> so stuff <laughs> like that. So, so guys would be like, what What's oh, yeah, like, actually of God,
0: like is this is this the opportunity? Should I say exactly. yes? But nah, what do I do to this? <laughs> like what do
1: you do? <laughs> See, but if it's if it's the other side, if you're proposing a do, it could just be the same way a shoddy would like whip out like that shit and then be like, whoa, you're telling <laughs> me my 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 issue's not good enough? Like, damn. I think you see it's like it's a delicate subject.
0: It's very delicate. And I feel like the next time you join my podcast, we have to get like really deep into it. <laughs> how would you really feel about was it?
1: Like, yo, civilize, like, get like a pocket post or some shit. Like, how about that? Like, it's.
0: I'd have a conversation. And of course, I'd, had, I'd have many questions. But like, yeah, <laughs> I'd have a conversation. But... Uh, maybe it's, you know, you don't see me often. You get. So you're just like, so I'm introducing you to. So that just know when I call you on the late night, I'm with the pocket, you know? Like, you never know. like When you're you're open, there's so much possibility out there.
1: (laughs) Wow, I'd like to really hear, like, uh, you know, that kind of conversation where a girl is like, all right, pull up in the pocket, pull up in the pocket. Like, what? (laughs) That's the same way you'll never hear, dude, like, she will say she like nah, Mm-mm. I'm good, <laughs> baby girl. If like if you if this is what you're trying to do, I'm 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 gonna leave. Like it's easy. Like I'm gonna let you do you. Literally, I'm gonna let you do you. <laughs> I'm gonna do you. It's...
0: But I actually I think I think we're gonna have to like do a poll on this and just like get different reactions, yeah. and. And just like probably even send like questions on this um like topic. I probably even like now get like another episode where we talk about it and respond. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah, because
1: for me personally, I wouldn't want um you know like a competing um you know. I wouldn't need that. You know, what I'm saying like I feel like I can do that. You know, like I can, you know, maybe go the extra mile even. Yeah. But when you start, it's like, damn, like, why'd you hit me here for that? Like, it seems like you're good on your own, you know? So, and,
0: Jay, let me tell you, it's also about preference. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like you don't vibe with that, also be open about yeah. it and just be like, nah. That's me. But don't put yourself in a situation where you definitely are not comfortable just to make the other person comfortable. No, both of you have to be comfortable. Yeah, cool, cool. And always remember that the person who's willing to try something is not really compromising anything. So you, who is a bit, like, shifty-shifty, you're the one who probably will compromise something. So, like, yeah. just be honest yeah, about it. I could it. be
1: wanting to introduce introduce you to a different type of vibe that they have going on. But I just know, like, you know, most guys like nah, no. like, <laughs> it's It just doesn't work.
0: <laughs> you know your pride and joy I
1: mean, you know it's like it's a, it's, like the, about it's like the last frontier you know i just feel like we have <clears throat> so many like things like putting us down as men especially you know so mm-hmm. i feel like it's the last frontier like you know that's the one point where you know it's actually supposed to be like a give and take you know like you know you're supposed to give and take you know like provide for mm-hmm. you know make her get to that point as well just as much as you would want to get to that point so it just it feels when it's like okay i don't need like i don't need you to be the only one like you know giving like you know like i already have i already have like a different.
0: do you- your perspective on that goes back to you like your chick should just be like all like obsessive.
1: Yeah, maybe, about maybe, you. Do you think maybe it's also that maybe that dark? maybe that maybe that ties to that, but the same way, maybe like you'd think about like how like how would you how you would feel if like a guy was to be like, Yo, can I bring like can I invite a friend or you know, like how is your friend this way or that way? Um,
0: yeah. I think like, I don't know how I'd feel about exactly. That. I feel like it's <laughs> I it's I like
1: feel- an equal. It's like an equal. I feel like that's like a it's maybe. Like I feel like that's a good. Con- if a guy was to say like, you know, like what about your friend? You no, know, the same way like girl would be like, Should, yeah? yeah, like <laughs> you mind if we use this? You know, it'd be like, damn, what? Yeah.
0: yeah. But you know, I think. It's all about preference, and I think it's about as well knowing yourself and knowing your partner. And this has just shown me that we'd never, we definitely need a second, you know, <laughs> session together on this quest. So I'm a, I'm excited. But of course,
1: you are. <laughs> I think. This-
0: <laughs> Um, just to get you more open because, you know, you start a bit shy, but look at you now. <laughs> but, Dre, this has been amazing, and I just want to thank you for being my first guest and for supporting me. You're just a gem. Oh, yeah. And for giving me the name, Quest Quest, you're amazing. Thank you. And I wish you everything, abundance, healing, and I just want you to thrive. Thank you. Right? Thank
1: you. I'm hoping the same way yeah. for you. I'm hoping that, you know, you get to express yourself and also learn about the world through your podcast and whatever it is that you choose to do. You know, I'll always be there, support you 100%. And yeah, thank you so much for having me in the Quest, for, quest to the Crest.
0: Thank you, Dre. Alright guys, it's a wrap! And that's it for today, my fellow humans. Remember to always keep it tight, keep it right and keep it light.